Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. Greetings and welcome to another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. Hi, my name is Steve Lacey. And I am Phil Thompson, and uh, we are with a company called JSL Solutions. And uh, what is JSL Solutions, Steve? JSL Solutions is a, a company that provides tech for ministries, primarily through streamingchurch.tv, churchapplive.com, and myflock.com. So. And Church App Live is our mobile app division. Yes. And myflock.com is... Websites and church management. All right. And, uh, and streaming church is streaming. Yeah, streaming video, and uh, we appreciate everyone uh, listening today to the uh, to this podcast. We do a weekly podcast, and you can find us on iTunes. Uh, just look for Church Solutions Podcast, and you can subscribe to it on iTunes. You can give us a review; we'd love to hear from you. And you can also find us on YouTube. I think you just go to youtube.com uh, forward slash streaming church. I think is what it is. It's or at least do a search for streaming church dot TV. Right. Uh, we're on that platform, and we're also on New Media Ministries dot TV, uh, which is kind of our little newsletter that has the podcast and other things that we do. So, so we do this podcast as I said, usually weekly. Steve and I do, and it's many times and mostly tech related, as you could guess. But we also have a lot of experience working with churches personally, and I've been involved in pastoral work for many, many years. Steve has been involved in leadership uh, with his local church for many, many years. And so we we mix in a lot of things that are church-related, not always tech-related or a combination of both, which okay. is kind of what today is yes. in some ways, both, both related. So what are we going to talk about today? So today is symptoms of an inwardly focused church. We're going to talk about probably 12, and uh, we'll go through some of these kind of quick. And others will will kind of linger on, but twelve symptoms of an inwardly focused church. So uh, this is something that I think every church I've been involved in or been a part of, we it's a struggle that it's an it's a normal struggle for churches because you have people coming, and you know it's all about relationships and and, and all that, and sometimes it's easy to get kind of inwardly driven or in and 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 not forget, not remember that there's people out there that that you want to try to reach and hopefully you want to grow your church. And, and I talk to a lot of pastors that struggle with this because they want to grow, but they can't figure out why they're not growing. And so these are 12 symptoms that, that uh, you could be, your church could be inwardly focused. And if it is, that's going to hinder any kind of growth or reaching new people. Does that make sense? All right. Yeah, sure does. So, so that's the idea here. So, so I mean, you can, I mean, you can give an analogy of a business and talk about, you know, if if somebody like Apple decided, you know, that they were never going to reach new customers, and and I know some people out there listening going, well, the church is not a business, and you're right, but it does have some business related aspects to it. But the principle is you want to reach people. Right. So you can use some analogies from businesses and still apply them to the local church. Uh, if, if you get what I'm saying here. Yeah. So, so, so your analogy would be to focus on existing customers versus reaching new customers. Well, and that's kind of what happens with inwardly focused churches. And and you do need they, to, I they mean, focus on those that are already coming <clears throat> and attending and yeah. 
and less so on those that. Well, and there's a balance, right? I mean, you know, even in a business, you got to have good customer service. I mean, that's one of our things is we want to reach new people with our company to stream or mobile apps or church management stuff. But we also want to provide great customer service, which I think we do. And that's even, even the same thing with churches. I mean, you obviously want to take care of your people. You know, you want to shepherd the flock. You want to take care of people. But but it's more than just that, at least I, I, my personally think it's more than just that. I think you mm-hmm. need to also be about reaching your community and reaching people. Right. And otherwise, it, you, you can turn turn it into a club and kind it, of a thing. It becomes a club, and and really, if you're not reaching new people, I mean, I I have personally seen this happen, uh, and we've got several testimonies here in Tucson, Arizona. You know, there's there's a church, a very very prominent church in the 1940s and 50s here in town, and even the 1960s. And then they didn't, they just kind of didn't have new people coming and, and, and they had lots of money in the bank because of their prosperity and the, you know, reaching people and doing things in the past, but eventually all that money dried up. I mean, we're talking a million dollars just dried up and eventually the church went away. Now they planted other churches and some of those are still going, but the, but you know, now there's another, another group of people in that church and you know, it's kind of getting new life, but it's not the same church, mm-hmm. you know, they're just in the same building. So let's, without further ado here, let's, let's talk about some 12 symptoms that, that could mean that you're inwardly focused. So go ahead. So number one, your bulletin is loaded with announcements. <clears throat> so your program, your bulletin, whatever you want to call it, uh, <clears throat> obviously you have to have announcements in it, but if, if all you've got is all you're focusing on is just announcements, programs, 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 rather than creating really, a, a some avenues for newer people to get connected. And I understand there's programs that people can, can get connected in new yeah. people, but if it's the same stuff and you're not gearing your program and gearing your church towards, okay, we have new people coming here. What can we do for new people? And it could be a new members class. Maybe you don't want to call it new members. Maybe you want to call it something else, but you've mm-hmm. got to create avenues for newer people. Otherwise they'll come for a while. They might even love the music or love the preaching, but if they don't connect, they're eventually going to go away. They've got to make friends. They've got to connect. And so if your program's just full of, of the same old announcements. Same old announcements. Now, what, what, were you, what should it be filled with? Or what, think, what's an alternative? You've got, you know, again, you there's think, a balance to this. I'm not saying you don't put announcements in your program, yeah. but I, I think you have to create avenues. Uh, so there should be announcements that are creating ways for people to connect. Oh, okay. Okay. So, uh, whatever that might be, it, it could be classes, it could be gatherings, it could be special events so for new people. The, what's in there should appeal to somebody that's not, that may be a newcomer. Yeah. I, that, I, that's kind of the way I would describe it. Okay. I mean, th- this is because announcements. I, I mean, you think that's all that's in the bulletin, right? Why? I think there's, yeah, but, but it, it, it's gotta be announcements that are tailored towards newer people. Right. Okay. I mean, I, I'm not saying every single one, I'm just saying there's gotta be something in there to get people connected. And if it's just the same old stuff, uh, it, it's not going to connect people. I don't right. know. Maybe I'm okay. off the wall on this. So let's no. move on to number two. So number two, no interactive use of technology. Uh, this is where we've come in. <laughs> <laughs> so today, all people of all ages, it's not just the new generation, but there's older people now that are, everybody has a smartphone. Mm-hmm. You just bought a brand new smartphone, didn't you? I did. And you're old. 
You're not and I am old, yes, and I do get into it. And well, it, it is kind of ironic that, that, I mean, I think it is a given that the younger technology has, or the younger generation has grown up with the technology. And so it, I mean, you just assume that there's going to be an avenue there. So like, you know, a good example is my son lives on campus at the university and he's eating at places that have apps where he can order and pay with his phone prior to showing up to pick up the food. So it's, you know, it's just kind of become part of the norm. But the, yeah, so I think it's a given with the, the younger generation, but We've got actually a small group that is using actually the um, um, board piece of our app and the gaming element. And one of the guys that is the most excited about it is probably in his 60s, pushing 70s now. Really? Yeah. So He's using Church App Live. Yes. Great. Yeah. And well, he's just really, yeah, just gone crazy with it. So, which is, you know, not everybody in in that air in that age bracket into it, but there are definitely people that are. More and more people are getting into it. And and uh, so if your church is not using some kind of technology that's interactive, uh, you know, you're endangering yourself to being just inwardly focused. In other words, you're not connecting with newer people, the younger generation especially. But but even, you know, as you just mentioned, there's people of all ages that are using technology. So your church really should have an online presence. Uh, and it should be interactive. So if you don't have a Facebook page, uh, you should get one and should start using it. We've done stuff on social media before, and uh, we'll do it again. But interactive, you know, mobile apps can be very interactive. Other tools are out there, uh, and you can use them during your services. So no interactivity use of technology could be a sign that you're kind of inwardly focused. All right. Um, <clears throat> so here's another point. Point number three would be, uh, you're not hearing any stories of life change. So, uh, you know, instead you're hearing more about activities. And again, this is getting back to what I said at the very beginning. Activities don't necessarily mean you're accomplishing a lot. <laughs> I mean, they can be, but but they can't be. And so, uh, to me, uh, life change is what it's all about. I mean, the reason... I want to connect with people is I want to share my life and I'm hoping that what they have will enhance my life. Mm -hmm. And so, so this comes out through the teaching or through just interacting with, you know, socializing with people or I think again, it comes down to creating opportunities for people to connect. And so, yes, I think your, your messages, your, from your, from your platform need to emphasize life change. Uh, you know, I, I think that's important, but I also think you need to somehow or another create opportunities for people to have life change. Mm-hmm. And so the opportunities can be anything from serving, uh, you know, opportunities to serve either in your church or in the community. A uh, church I'm working with is very much involved with Habitat for Humanity, you know, reaching out to people outside of the church walls. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's other activities, social justice programs that a lot of churches don't get involved in. But uh, the truth is when people get involved in serving and they, and they, and what I'm getting at here is that there's opportunities, you create opportunities for people to connect. And, and when they do that, their life can change for the positive. And so if you're not hearing stories of life change, you need to cultivate that and farm that mm-hmm. and see if you can find those and get them out there. Okay. 
So number four, <coughs> excuse me, there's only one service Sunday morning. Yes. Yeah, so how is, you know, let's say I'm a smaller church and I only have one service. What's the? Well, if you're really small. Then, then it's appropriate. I guess the, um, I guess the message you're trying, we're trying to convey here with the only one service is you want to provide opportunities for people that don't attend to attend. And so that, um, not because my service lacks room, would I start another service, but I'd start another service because some other people might be able to come during that other time. Yeah. Or all of the above. I mean, there are, there are churches that their services are full, but they're not adding another service and they should be. Uh, you know, I perfect example, again, a year and a half ago, I working with this church, their service got full. They didn't want to add another service. And because, and the problem was they were running out of parking and running out of areas for children because uh-huh. the children were filling up the areas. But they were content having a full a full service. And I realized I'm, what I'm saying here may not apply to everybody listening, but but hear me out here. So because they didn't want to because they didn't want to add another service, guess what? <clears throat> the, the the upward swing, the momentum began to go the other direction, mm-hmm. and so uh, you know they begin to lose people. And now they have two services, and that's helped but they had to kind of catch the momentum again. So, so you got a couple reasons why you should add multiple services. Number one, whenever you add multiple services, uh, studies have shown that you will grow eventually. It may take a while, right. but you will grow financially as well as numbers with mm-hmm. people because you're giving people another opportunity. Now, I, I'm sure there's people listening right now saying, Phil, you're catering to a, a consumer mentality. And my answer to, to that would be, Probably so, but that's what we live in today. That the culture we live in today is a consumer mentality. So if you're trying to reach newer people, you do have to cater to that to some degree. I'm not saying that you water down your services or water down your messages or, you know, make it so whatever, but, but you do have to try to reach people where they're at. Right. And this, this is a really, this is a big investment, especially if I'm a small church, because now I've got a. I had a hard enough time getting children's workers right. for one service. Now I got to get them for two services, yeah. and it's challenge. Yes, I've done it several times. Uh, recently, I've done it, but I've done it four four other times. Uh, look, it's not easy, but if you want to grow, if you want to become outwardly focused, or at least more outwardly focused, not totally, but more, you really need to ponder the idea of okay, maybe we should do multiple services. I'm not saying it's for everybody. And, and there are some studies that say you got to be careful because you'll, you know, create some problems. Right. And there's other things you should be doing if you're going to do multiple services, which we don't have time to get into. But I'm just saying that if you all you have is one service and you could care less about anything else, you might be inwardly focused. All right. So next on our list, number five. It's my pet peeve here. Greeters that are talking with their friends rather than meeting new people. Hopefully you have some new people coming to your church once in a while. If you don't, then you, you really need to talk. We need to talk to you about how to reach newer people with maybe some kind of advertising or some things you could do. But, you know, in in the church I attend and help with, uh, we have new people coming almost every Sunday and my pet peeve in life. And I've seen this happen is the greeters are in the corner, you know, catching up on football or, what's going on, the latest scores, 
and new people are walking in and, and maybe they're, if they're lucky, they might get handed a program, <laughs> you know, but there's no interest in, in saying hello and Hey, how'd you hear about us? And, and it's good to see you. And, you know, you know what I'm saying? You can, yeah. you what I'm this saying. is a, I mean, this is a, a gifting of your greeters too, right? And some, it's a training issue as well. Well, as we've said here before, we've done other podcasts where we talk about putting people where they're gifted. And, and ideally, it's great to have people that are extroverts, <laughs> that are greeters. But you know what? I'm an introvert, and uh, introverts can be wonderful people. They can be, I mean, I may not model that, but <laughs> most introverts can be really very good at, at a task, even if it requires... Getting out of their getting out zone. of their shell as long as they understand what's required and and what to do. You know, I, I I some of the best speakers out there are introverts, believe it or not, and and they don't necessarily they get drained when they're around a lot of people, but they can still accomplish a lot. So uh, it doesn't really matter. Your greeters need to understand that it's not about them Sunday morning. It, or their friends. I mean, again, you're in church. Yeah, absolutely. You want to be friendly to your people. You want to catch mm-hmm. up. But there's a time and a place for that. Right. And, and maybe greeting is not the right time. You want to reach out to the newer people. Right. That's all I'm saying. I, I get on a soapbox for this and it just drives me nuts. So as we continue to talk about symptoms that your church might be inwardly focused, let's move on to the next one. So change of any sort is resisted. Uh, I have seen this happen time and time again, especially if you start to grow a little bit. Uh, it doesn't matter how big or small the changes. Uh, you talk about, you know, <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> something major, maybe like service times to something simple like the color of the carpet, uh-huh. painting a room, uh, you know, moving the table from other. I mean, it it can be a major issue for some people. And, and here's the, and, and again, I'm, this is fresh on my mind because I deal with this. I took a group of people that was running about 25. We moved into a new facility. We shot up to about a hundred people. The problem, and that was great. The problem was they still wanted to do church. Like they were 25 or 30 people. Do you understand what I'm getting at? They, anytime you, you, you're doing something different and you have more people, for instance, you've got to have to change the way that you do church. Mm-hmm. If you don't change that, at least to some degree, or at least open to changing, you will go backwards. And I would think a, a classic example that's kind of come to fruition over the years is the style of worship music. Yeah, that right? can be a major issue. That's yeah. a major issue there. I don't really want to get into that. But but, but the that point is, be, any change. Yeah, you you know somebody <laughs> yeah. says, oh, we want to stick with the style of music we have because that's what everybody enjoys and. Yeah. And it may be really tough to impose upon yourself to say, we're going to offer a a different venue. And even though our core is not going to show up, it maybe it's, it will be appealing to yeah. the outside rather than the inside. It, it, you know, there's all, that's a whole, whole different subject. Mm-hmm. And we can certainly cover that sometime because I've kind of done that. Um, and there's lots of material on that. But the, the point I'm getting at here, you know, let me give you an example. Uh, again, well, people aren't listening from my church, but at one point, uh, you know, when they were running 25 people, they would do announcements kind of at the end. Okay. Which number one, that's to me a no, no, because after the message is done, most people want to get out of Dodge, you know, they (laughs) want to go out and get lunch or get out of there. But the issue was they would have four or five people making announcements. 
So your announcements, which should probably only be a couple minutes at the most, were turning into five, ten minutes, people standing up, talking about something they had going on, which some of it was very valid, but it wasn't set up right. And it was set up to be, yeah, we're a church of 25 people. We all know each other. We all whatever. They weren't like that anymore. They were a church of you know almost 100 people. New people, because they moved into a new facility, were, were coming every Sunday. New people, they don't want to sit there and listen to boring announcements forever. Mm-hmm. So the idea of changing was very difficult for people. And there was people mad at me because, oh my God, you're changing the way we do announcements. <laughs> you know, and that's just one example. I mean, another example is sign-up sheets. You know, somebody, again, the church I'm involved works a lot with social justice programs and other events. Good things, right? But, uh, you know, I introduce what, what I call the connection card. So in your program, there's a little card and you can prayer request. You want to sign up for something you see in the bulletin, something you hear, whatever, mark it on your connection card, drop it in the offering when you do the offering. Okay. Uh, get rid of these sign up sheets that are in the lobby that people get lost in, you know, and just make it easy for people to connect. You know, so they already got the program, just write it on the connection card that's in the program, drop it in the offering. Major, major change. Not really. I mean, I think that's pretty simple, <laughs> right? But for some people, it's like, oh my God, you know, we're, you're going to change the way we do signups. <laughs> so I, I'm being overly dramatic here, but the truth is, you know, I'm, I know there's people listening that can relate to this. You know, when you resist change, even on small levels, you could be inwardly focused. Because it's gonna it's gonna stunt your growth. It's gonna stop you from reaching people. All right. So next on the list, I think number seven here, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, the church is attended by pastor needing people. So in other words, needy people. The members are consumers. Now we're mentioning that term again that I mentioned earlier. The the members are consumers and they're expecting to be served rather than engaging the ministry in in the ministry to serve others. So I mentioned earlier. We're, we live in a consumer nation. It's a consumer culture. Mm-hmm. So we do have to kind of, if you want to reach people, I do think you have to kind of do some of the tricks, so to speak, that businesses use to connect with people and try to get them in your door. I'm not saying that you have to stay that way. I'm not saying that you just have a bunch of need. And look, I understand the church is like a hospital. There are people that, that, that are needy people and they will always be needy. And there's nothing wrong with that because that's part of the purpose of connecting is helping each other. But if all you've got is a bunch of people that are needy, consumer minded people, what, what am I going to get out of this service? I could care less about helping anybody else. If that's all you've got and if that's all you're catering to. Right. So the, I mean, the key thing is. You mentioned in this, you know, our outline here is that they're um, expecting to be served rather than engaging in right. being able to serve someone else. And, and that's not going to come right away. I, I'm not saying that it does or it should, but eventually, you know, and this, a lot of this is from the pulpit, the teaching, but also, you know, in things that you're doing, ways to connect people, giving, helping people discover their gifts and talents you know, bettering them so that they will be a better person in society. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I mean, God loves you, whether you're a mess or not. I'm not talking about trying to earn God's love. I'm just saying, you know, you, you want to create an an environment in your church where people are growing spiritually, you know, and, and helping others grow. 
I don't know. I'm, All right. I'm getting off on a tangent here, but but uh, these could be signs of, a, of an inwardly focused church. So another sign is people are not inviting their friends. So, you know, you can talk about advertising all you want, and we'll get into that some other podcast. We've done that before. But the best form of advertising is... The people that are satisfied customer, right? Satisfied customer and word of mouth is is, is what it kind of comes down to. So, you know, uh, you can teach on evangelism, but uh, more more likely, you know... uh, you've got to also kind of design what you're doing to reach newer people. And that's what I mentioned earlier about, you know, not having a bunch of announcements, uh, making it easy for people to, to connect with connection cards instead of having to find so-and-so. I mean, you know, there were people would put things in a bulletin like, uh, so-and-so is doing this. See Gary. <laughs> well, I don't know who Gary is. <laughs> I've been coming, you know, and, and I, there are people that, you know, may be coming for weeks. Who's Gary? <laughs> you know, you get what I'm saying yeah, here? Yeah, so exactly. you've got to kind of design your services and your programs and stuff so that it's not, you know, if you're new, you're not going to feel like an outsider. Right. Or there's ways to connect with right. people. And, and uh, you know, if, if you don't do that, and then it's no wonder nobody's going to invite people. You know, I used to go to a church, and this is when I was a very young Christian, all right? And it was a church that... Um, I love the people there, but the services were crazy. And, and it was like, you never knew what to expect. And, and you, you know, sometimes the guy would get up and speak, you know, other times he, he would just not get up and speak. He would have something else. Somebody else would get up to speak off the, off the cuff, you know, or they would do just decide, ah, I feel like we ought to just have the band play or the, the, you know, the worship team sing. Now I'm not saying, you don't you don't do that occasionally. I'm not saying you, you can't be led by the spirit, but this was more of a, eh, we'll just do whatever we want to do. And in fact, honestly, sometimes I don't think the guy was prepared. <laughs> <laughs> so I would never invite people to this service because I never knew what to expect. And if, you know, if a new people, a new person came, I mean, you know, uh, you know, I don't want to get into it because I may offend some people, but some of the stuff was just not right. really, you know, and I know you've got somebody, you've, I remember you tell the story about a friend that you invited somewhere or he went to church somewhere. It wasn't your church, but he went to church and he hated it. It was a terrible experience. Right, he, he yeah. He mentioned it was the, uh, the number one in the top three most uncomfortable situation he's ever been in was at yeah. church. So, yeah. so I, we may be stepping on toes here, but. Uh, we got to move on. We're running out of time. Yeah, so crank uh, it up. Uh, very quickly, another sign you might be inwardly focused. There are no groups geared towards newer people. Uh, you know, people are looking for opportunities to connect. They're looking for opportunities to build relationships, at least on some level. And so you've got to have opportunities for the newer crowd to meet and feel a part of things. So I don't know whether it's times where you have a, a time where you can meet the leadership team, maybe a small group. Uh, maybe a new members group, new members church, mm-hmm. a new members class, those kind of things. Uh, the groups, newer people need to, need opportunities to connect because they may like, love the service, but if they don't make friends, they're not coming back. The other one here, I'm moving on really quick. Right. Here. Yeah, number 10 is that, and this you kind of talked about this already, service is insensitive to new people. Yeah, I kind of stepped on that already. Yeah, but, you're uh, you know, again, Gary reference was, you, yeah. you know, and I know there's flack out there. People get, you know, there's, there was the seeker sensitive movement with Bill Hybels in the 1990s. And he got a lot of flack for that, but, but the, there is a truth to that. And as you want to be sensitive to newer people and, uh, somehow or another, you've got to be. So the next point is you have a poor system or at least no system to track 
people. So what I'm getting at here, I'm going to combine 13 and 14, or I'm sorry, what is this? 11, 11 and 12. 11, 12 yeah. I'm going to combine these two because we're running out of time, Steve. So right. here, here's the deal. I, I used to, uh, I used to have a deal where, uh, you know, well, I used to be a part of church and, and we would as a staff meet and, and, and uh, how'd the service go Sunday? You know, this would be Monday morning. Yeah, I think it went pretty well. Felt pretty good to me. <laughs> yeah, it felt pretty good to me too. Uh, Betty was a little off key, but you know, it was pretty good. Well, it doesn't matter how you, how you feel about the, the service, you know, did you accomplish what you wanted to accomplish that weekend? So did you have goals? Did you have something in, in mind with the message? Did you get people connected? You know, those kind of things. So you, you need to have a system in place where you're tracking new people, where you're tracking people involved. And, and then, uh, there's got to be some kind of a review that has some kind of a systematic thing to it where you're looking at some of these points that are tangible, mm-hmm. not just it felt or good. Quantitative. Yeah, quantitative. Not just, oh, well, you know, it felt pretty good or I had a good feeling about it. And, and you know what I'm saying? Right. So you really should have something, some kind of a system in place and, and something where you review things on a regular basis. Because if, if something's off track, you know, you may not see it. But uh, if you're not constantly reviewing things, other people that are new may see it and they may not come back for various reasons. So anyhow, I don't know if this helped or not, but if you've got some input, folks, send us an email support at streamingchurch.tv and tell us what you think about what we said. And maybe you have something to add, or maybe you think we're just off base on some of these points. Support at streamingchurch.tv. We're out of time, Steve. All right. Folks, thanks for listening to the Church Solutions Podcast. I hope that you have a great day. And if we can help you with anything tech-related or anything else for that matter, just uh, get a hold of us at that email I mentioned earlier. And we will see you the next time for another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast.